0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 389 of the Siren Studs podcast. I'm Kurt, joined once again by my uh, Babe Hunt and co-hosts, Peter and Jake.
1: That's right, Kurt. That's absolutely right. You've never been more right. Uh, and this week, we're coming at you live with the Raisin Brand edition. The cast, nothing wakes you up in the morning like a red hot poke iron in the shape of a dried grape. That's right, it's Raisin Brand.
0: I think we shop at different supermarkets.
2: Raisin Brand.
1: <laughs> <laughs> thought- That's the sound of a full breakfast.
2: <laughs> that was probably the longest it's ever taken me to realize a Peter joke.
0: I was um, very surprised that he didn't go with the tactical bazooka edition of the podcast.
1: Oh, no, that would be too relevant.
0: Yeah. <laughs>
2: um, I, too, enjoy the tactical bazooka. I, I think every house should have one. I'm pro-Second Amendment. Seal carry bazooka. tactical bazooka. We're I think
0: bazookas only... fall under some other amendment. <laughs> the Joe laws.
2: We're only a short cry away from my Lord and Savior Tim Poole's, uh, position on every American should uh, hold a nuclear weapon um, as soon as possible. Get your hands on one, hands on launch
1: code, and defend your house. Oh boy, the HOA has a uh, MAD. (laughs) You know, I I think
2: we should open up the, the permit rights to start building silos in the back of
1: every townhouse. Nimby now stands just, for nuclear in my backyard.
0: I don't think we have like enough metal in the world to satisfy that demand. Well, didn't
1: you hear about the I the one? You can put a carbon trucking... rod in a lawn dart. I think that works. Did
2: you hear about that one? Uh, comet asteroid or something that we're sending a uh, some spaceship up to get the Elon's going up to get the the asteroid. Isn't it's that the plot g-
1: of "Don't Look
0: yeah. Up"? It's,
2: so there's a big old, big old comet or some shit coming close to Earth, and we're gonna go right. fly and it's catch it and destroy us and all. And then, well, it, it has enough material on it to give every person on the planet like a billion or a million dollars, something like that. Um, so I'm, you know, hey, I, I think we found our cure to global poverty. I, I hear see the no words problem of Cinderella
1: <laughs> ricocheting <I'm, laughs> through my head. <laughs>
0: I'm sure that that wealth will be equitably distributed.
1: Yeah. that's so
2: smart though. why don't we just bring the moon to us? <laughs> we all know
0: it's made of cheese. something about the tides. Yeah.
1: Um, I mean, if we can find a replica of majora's mask we let's go for it. I think that's the only thing holding <laughs> us back
0: what we if get... what if on the dark side of the moon is an angry face?
2: Well, yeah, why don't we just why don't we just start? Mining, space. You know.
0: Why don't we just shine a light on the dark side of the moon? Then it won't be so dark. I
2: think we we'll put some lights up there. Who, who didn't put it? I think who turned off the light? I thought I left the kitchen light on last time I was up there, on the dark side. So when it spins around, I should see my, you know, somebody's home. <laughs> well, you do know what's on the dark side of the moon now, right? Uh, isn't it the like Nazi into Air Force <laughs> oh. oh yeah, dude, the Indians—they did it and not you uh chief uh,
1: it's it's the butter no, it's the butter chicken side of the moon
2: i'm better than that the, the people is made the butter Other, chicken <laughs> the real indians they've they did a reverse england they colonized a different planet <laughs> but yeah no i guess they made it uh they they like i guess it's hard to like land where they landed so it's uh they did a solid for us by figuring out that Just, math
1: just got on the other side of hanging out. See, the thing is, no one can ever prove him wrong. They just be like, "Yeah, no, we landed on the dark side of the moon." I mean, look for yourself.
2: <laughs> Don't you see our saris up there? We were waving one around. Come on. It's so it's so And clear. our, our butter chicken. We're making non there. Sausage. Right buttered sausage. Buttered sausage. <laughs> we got buttered moon rock uh, up there. ghee Come infused
0: sausage. Whoa.
1: Geese on another level. Yummy. It's just. We took butter just, and made it butterier.
2: <laughs> hey, I'm all for it's that. it got,
0: got quite the smell we when got, it's being processed, I can tell you that much.
1: Butter, It is now pure. <laughs> <laughs> what a pure product.
0: God.
1: Jesse, get the tandoori. I need to cook. <laughs> <laughs>
2: can, can Bollywood please up their game and just make an indie, a Bollywood breaking bad? You know, uh, I, uh, I don't
0: Making know. Making ghee. Yeah,
2: breaking ghee. What is bad in Hindi. I'm breaking karab.
0: Breaking karab,
1: bad. I think, is bad. Maybe. How, see the question is
0: Creating Karab yeah. I was going
1: to say they can get away with making Empire Because no one knows how much money they're make. They just say they made 38 crore 38,000
0: crore 300,000 crore And I'm how not sure funny would it be? I don't know what that is in real people money Throughout the show they just
2: keep on Like like making it up It's nowhere near consistent At one point it's like they're selling a kilo For like 30,000 Next it's like only 10
0: it's so weird. Like, India has such a lot. Well, I guess I don't know what the Chinese yuan is uh, relative to the dollar. But, I was, but the, where I was going with that is it's weird that India is such a large economy, yet no one really knows how their currency stacks up against. That's, I mean. Well, not no one, but we don't. <laughs> yeah, I <laughs> sure I mean, a lot of people think. The
1: like 500 to 1. Um. One is currently at a point or 15% of a dollar. Okay. Now, you know, now we all know it's
0: better than, uh, better than yen, I guess. I hear a lot about how the Nikkei index is doing and I don't know why. <laughs> it's weird.
2: And of course, as always, we're coming at you live from the past 2007 to be frank. Um, and we're uh, we're bringing up the muffin video. We're gonna watch that the entire
0: podcast oh, because I see.
2: Uh, topical events, topical us.
0: jokes. I see.
2: Israeli-Pakistan Palestinian conflict
0: muffin. Yeah, Al- Israeli-Pakistan. They're really getting into it.
2: Pa- pa- yeah, Pakistan, right? Mm. Leave us alone, FBI <sighs> agent on the other side, CIA agent on the other side. <laughs> Replicate. Yeah, um,
1: You have to pick a side You absolutely I'm not, Just pick a side Flip a coin, pick a side uh, And then just absolutely hate on the other side
0: Not yeah. gonna Not gonna touch that one
1: <laughs> You know, there's something I did want to say about this and oh,
2: god it Is, you know, a thing That's happening in current events
0: Please be careful, Jake
2: And we Should Look into it and form opinions about things to do with both Israel and Palestine. If you consider Palestine a country,
0: see, you you, you didn't quite stick the landing. You you, you might,
2: you might want to, but that's your opinion if you want to. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs>
1: Biden's over there.
0: Task failed successfully. Yeah. <laughs> he's
2: He's
1: there. I, I think the solution is to move everything to Taiwan. That will clear up the border <laughs> situation immediately. Just swap just swap Israel, Palestine, and Taiwan. Actual <laughs> thoughts on this? Um we should awaken Groudon.
2: And make more land.
1: Who would all right, who would be awakening Groudon? Who would be awakening Kyogre real. in this situation?
0: Um like actual people or world leaders or well, on the th- is,
1: which 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 of Israel Palestine is, is Team Aqua? which is oh, Team Magma. I, I, you know what I, okay. I'm saying.
2: I I feel like so I feel like Palestine <laughs> is um Team because they want their land back they don't
1: have any water but
2: well it would be <laughs> Oh, that's
1: fucking... that's the topical one.
2: Oh, that might be maybe. Ooh, ooh, <laughs> Kyogre could bring a drought.
1: That's, that's the other way around.
0: <laughs> Grap, grab, on, or,
2: uh, Could bring a flood. Get the water. Drown out them Jews. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think I think they would want they want their land back. So why not just make more land into water? I
1: like. Just dry up the Black Sea, drive the Mediterranean. Yeah. yeah
0: I, think, I think it's that specific land that's important. Hey, tomato tomato. For for reasons that I can think are just, dumb. Can we just do it like a
2: but, bunk bed, just
1: build another one on top?
2: That's a good idea.
1: So
0: Vertical integration. So <laughs> you propose a two-state solution, but <laughs> with verticality to it. <laughs>
1: yeah and then you have a fun and then you have a fun slide from one to the other
0: it's just a, the world's <laughs> longest fireman's pole like every third person is just like a, a civil servant who has to loop the pole on their way down didn't uh
2: didn't saudi arabia try to like fix this whole issue by being like oh why don't you just make
1: cities in a line? Yeah. Why don't we make that? Why don't we take that giant wall city? We'll just throw it in the middle there. We'll just that'll make everything better.
2: Right in the middle. it has yeah. always solved it. Why don't we just divide things evenly? Fifty-six percent, forty-four percent. I don't. I don't get why we wouldn't just even 56, 44. split
0: just right a, down the middle. Just an
1: even 40-40 split. Don't don't ask about <laughs> the twenty.
0: That goes to the agent who broke that the goes, deal. That, <laughs> that goes to the real
2: estate agent, a.k.a.
1: the U.S. And then... Give me some land. Give me some land. And then as a the cherry on top. You throw a contaminated snake into the country.
2: <laughs> uh, ah, brought it around.
1: And it's just as relevant here as it is in our movie that we're reviewing this
0: week. We, uh, we definitely... Tiptoed around the minefield there
2: <laughs> <laughs> <We really laughs> Navigated
0: in. that one successfully
2: That's right baby Tiptoed like an elephant
0: <laughs> Oh. Uh, well in Since stuff. we're in full Goblin Rampage mode Let's rampage into our next segment Trey Watch yes. Where we discuss the trailers And boy howdy Did we get a trailer for every last movie That was left on the cupboard shelf yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, they, um...
2: Yeah, Hollywood had writer's block. Uh, literally and figuratively. And,
1: <laughs> and they took some writer's X lax and... After a writer's these... enema.
0: Yeah. <laughs> well, so the writers can write, but the actors still can't act. <laughs> and that's... Well, whatever
2: happened? I'm coming back for but seconds. But can the movies
0: move? <laughs> uh,
1: we have yet to find out. Um we can just roll the dice anywhere anywhere upon this tapestry um, you know what let's start with yeah. as as one commenter called it the most dad movie of all time which I heartily agree with uh, the boys in the boat
0: yeah it uh, so this trailer commits the cardinal sin of trailers and that it uh, puts puts all you need to see of the movie into the trailer yep um, this is shockingly not a Disney movie.
1: No, this is. I don't think this is. Well, it's a got direct, Nazis in it? Okay. Directed
0: by George. I mean, Indiana Jones movies are now owned by Disney. They have Nazis in them. We just saw one this year.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um... Do we? I think those were
2: just. Those were peaceful peace guys the anyway piece on their sleeve you know
1: the georgie Kloon movie
0: do you do you have a hard on for a very specific sport is that very specific sport eight man crew <laughs> well boy howdy is this the only movie for you
1: <laughs> eight man crew it's the most dangerous sport alive man was not <laughs> meant to row on the water
2: yeah I'm, I'm waiting for the
1: beginning the of this to be took like everything that from us and then we <laughs> rose from the bottom to beat the Nazis. That's America that's eight-man crew rowing. I'm' George they're gonna be like thank you very much
2: They're gonna be like, oh my God they rode that in under 56 seconds that's the that's the national record. And I'm going to be like, I have no frame of reference. Is to that, of that fast?
0: Script. I mean, yeah. I, I guess if it's the national record, it must be. Uh, but
2: Well, great. I'm glad you included that like national record bit to like make me go, wow, but
0: I mean, he has blisters. That's cool and all, but I can put this little tiny motor on the back of my boat and it'll go faster.
2: <laughs> yeah, the Vikings would blow these guys out of the water. Yeah, literally and figuratively, they even have a little duck in the front of the boat calling the shots too. He's got a little the guy has a little megaphone right here. He kind of looks like a duck. If his, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Like how who they they got like draw straws to see who gets that gig right because that's the best gig. Well, oh, it's gonna the boat. go to
1: the kid who had all the heart, but he had like a debilitating disorder, which means he does he's not strong enough to be on their team. I, but I can still I, be I part see. of the team, boss. Just let me in. <laughs> Put me in, <laughs> coach.
0: And then, and then the coach is like, "Well, he is so malnourished that he won't add much weight to the boat, so he's perfect." <laughs> right.
1: Yeah, he's the Rudy of uh, of crew. But don't you? But you know, the real surprise is you might find that this team not so cohesive as it looks at first glance. You might have some interpersonal drama between the members that they'll have to overcome.
2: Yeah, like Nazi drama. <laughs>
1: I still don't know where. One of these rowers I is guess a Nazi <laughs> Find out which <laughs>
2: one <laughs> That would be dope You find out
1: You're a Jew It turns out is the guy who was rowing the Nazi. other way the entire time We just never knew it's We just never noticed
0: <laughs> Never picked there. it up, we were going so fast <laughs> You know, we
2: never realized He had blonde hair, blue, oh shit As I say that there's a there, guy, he has blonde were, hair. I
0: mean, in in hindsight, and you know, we all know hindsight is 2020. There may have been some signs, like the blonde hair, the blue eyes, the swastika tattoos. Like there there may have been some hints, but it wasn't like it was obvious.
1: <laughs> There's the giant artillery cannon on the boat.
0: I to. mean, you don't look you don't look at him and right away go, yeah, that guy's a Nazi.
2: <laughs> so I think the only thing that, that mustache t-
0: just happened to be in fashion at the time.
2: <laughs> the, the only thing I took from this trailer is that at some point they're going to the Olympics, and uh, there's going to be a, a scene where there's the Nazi flag waving in the Olympics because this takes place during Nazi time. That's Right. That's well, what so- I call that era, Nazi time. Jesse Owens, eat your heart out. We've
1: got eight white guys rowing.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I was about to say. (laughs) Your story of being a black man in Nazi Germany and winning medals is nowhere near as inspirational as these eight white dudes rowing a boat.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. I'm going to be. The audience is going to be at the edge of their seat. For the white guy
1: Rowan movie, yeah.
0: I don't think this movie is gonna do well in the theaters because anyone who would watch it is, you know, lounging on their boat.
1: <laughs> no, this is this yeah. is Christmas when they have. No, there's to go, strong home video when Dad sales. has to go see the family, and he can't be on the houseboat for the holidays. He has to be with the ex and the kids. And they Need a movie that they're gonna take him out to. That he's not gonna. That he's not gonna throw fit over. Just take them out to the boys on the boat.
0: The boys butlers the boat.
1: are gonna love taking the
2: families to this movie.
1: <laughs> um. All right. Well, I guess. Uh, speaking of speaking of the Nazis. Um, okay. The Zone of Interest. Sorry, that's a spoiler. Um, but Zone of Interest. It's about a
0: totally normal one?
1: family. In a very normal part of the world, um, nothing fishy going on here. There's a boat in that trailer yeah. too. Damn.
0: Oh right. Okay. Another A twenty four movie. Uh, who who could possibly have seen that coming? Yes. And it's it's weird. It's weird. And maybe maybe spooky. Maybe. Uh, again, very unique. <laughs>
1: Um, I was spoiled on the twist for this. Um, it's a good twist. I like the twist. <laughs> Nazis. Uh, spoilers. Yeah. So the the little the nice little family garden is um that's right next to um uh, not Auschwitz but what's the other camp?
0: No, I, I mean um, the uh. The synopsis says the commandant of Auschwitz, oh, Auschwitz. Yeah, Rudolf okay. Haas, and his <laughs> wife Hedvig <Okay. laughs> strive to. It's not much of a twist if they put it right in I the synopsis they, they the trailer. Right yeah. so. <laughs> strive to build a dream life for their family in a house and garden next to the camp. <laughs>
1: <laughs> we're in the, we were just we built one in the neighborhood. It's,
0: it's about time that we get a movie that shows the other side of the Holocaust. I mean, we've heard their story. We've heard their side.
1: (laughs) We want a story, but it's about family.
2: (laughs) If this whole thing in Israel and Palestine has taught me anything... There's two sides to every story. They got a story. Let's tell it. Come on. Truth somewhere in the middle. (laughs) We can't all be Boy in the Striped Pajamas and that Bear Jew movie.
0: Bear Jew movie. Brother
2: bear, what? or did I have that backwards? Jew bear, Azir, the Jew bear. I the that was uh, the... Inglorious Bastards. The uh, I thought that was there the was candy. the one
1: like the licorice candy, juju bears,
0: juju <laughs> juju bees.
1: No, the juju bears eat the juju bees. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, they're blissfully unaware of the juju bees. They eat the honey that the juju bees make. No, there's yeah. the bear jujube lures
1: bassers. They don't. The bears don't care, and they're, they're not caring bears.
2: Oh my god, what's happening? We're off the rails. Yeah,
1: we've we've gone. Uh, we're already super politically charged here, so let's tone but, things but, down but... a little bit with um American fiction.
0: I didn't I didn't watch that one um, I had to, uh, I had to make some choices somewhere
1: <laughs> <laughs> it is so all right the it is this is a Ryan Johnson uh, joint um, about okay a, a well-educated uh, black author who's unsuccessful in the author industry until <clears throat> he's got so he now to win the hearts of America he's got to black it up
0: Because I yeah, I'm glad I'm people, glad
1: th- they they don't want the informed opinion, they just want the stereotype.
0: I'm sure this is uh
1: Ryan Johnson famous for not putting any political commentary in any of his movies. Being very stereotyped. Yeah, I'm about sure
0: it. this is in the, the best uh in the best and most delicate hands. Um this is basically I'm sorry to bother you, but instead of telemarketers and white people voice it's uh, authors and black people voice exactly but the message of to be a successful black person you can't be who you are is I think
1: they covered that in a Fresh Prince episode
0: yeah a lot of these movies don't quite rise to the level of a Fresh Prince episode in terms of social commentary yeah <laughs> <laughs> Um, it's amazing to go back and watch that show and see, wow, you know, I think we've gone backwards in some ways.
1: <laughs> I mean, it looks like uh it's gonna be a well produced kind of picture.
0: Um, I'm sure it'll be fine um
1: I, it, it looks like if you're a fan of Ryan Johnson's uh stuff, this will be another uh this will not disappoint.
0: oh wait, is he like a producer? Because this is not this is directed by someone named Cord Jefferson.
1: Oh, I swear, I swear it was a Ryan Johnson thing. Man, that was like my I can, entire. I, that was like the entire. Yeah, executive producer. Okay.
0: Okay. So.
1: So he's on. He it, maybe did
0: something. Yeah.
1: <laughs> um, based on a book.
0: He lined up money. <laughs> Go
1: read the. Go read a book. So the moral of this is: go read the book that this movie about a book is based on, uh, Erasure by Percival Everett. There we go.
0: Yeah, American fiction
1: coming out Juneteenth, by which we mean Christmas. <laughs> I
0: was about to say, really, that's pretty early to be advertising though. Yeah. Well, they make, but that, I they make that joke. Possibly believed it. I see.
1: Where it's like Juneteenth, and then they erase it and write Christmas oh christmas or december yeah. rather yeah
2: this juneteenth is december well got him got him got him got me i thought it was coming out of juneteenth. Snagged
1: him. all right i think that's um, that's actually all of the well
2: <laughs> talking about december uh christmas time we got it's a wonderful night december to dismember uh this Unless is
0: you guys talked about this when no this is okay. what this is what the point of diminishing returns on this kind of movie looks like. Um, it is it's from the same people who are bringing you movies like well I mean I don't know if they're all involved in all of the movies but it's people like things like Freaky and uh, Happy, Death Happy Death Day totally killer. That sort of like low schoolville horror movie, uh, yeah. type thing, uh, nice. brings you. It's a wonderful knife, which is their Christmas themed one, and it's, uh, it's notable because this trailer. Well, <laughs> so there's a couple notable things about this trailer. One is it. I think it it features the quickest dispatch of the slasher villain yeah. in the history of cinema. Um, Did you and that? also the weirdest like survivor's guilt manifestation in the history of cinema. Like, I don't understand why she thinks the world would have been better off if she were never born.
1: Yeah. Right. I wish I had never killed that murderer and saved the town. I wish
0: I hadn't saved townspeople. Like, I don't understand where the motivation is coming from. And like, I understand, like you want to do a murderous twist on it's a wonderful life. I, Cool, I get it. You can execute it better so that the character motivation makes even a little bit of sense. Yeah. Like, no one's coming to this movie to think too hard, but you gotta at least make it a little sensical.
2: Yeah, like, I'm not even sure why, because they, they spell it out for her in the beginning, but it's just so strange that she's so, um, like, distraught with herself over... Like the grief of like having like losing her friends and having to kill the mayor. It's not not like they're like, oh, why you had to go spoil the damn party, you know? He just wanted to kill a little bit and you had to get all upset because your friends got murdered. Not even like that. It's just
0: no, like
2: I think people are like kind of (laughs) understanding.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah, it's just it's really strange um also strange is the casting of justin long who's basically trying to play walton goggins character from the righteous gemstones and doing it without the same panache
1: (laughs) not so righteous yeah he is uh he's a very long justin he's uh uh,
2: we had a comment earlier saying is that justin long because it it looked like justin long's dad i don't know it's he just doesn't look right I don't know what it is Like it, I feel like his head got inflated And he got fake teeth I think that's just thrown me off It's
0: Also, point of or order Your movie is told It's a Wonderful Knife But the killer uses an axe In most of the trailer Yeah Tighten that shit up
1: yeah, Well, I, maybe she kills You me.
0: never see this kind of hackery In Duck Duck Goose I'll tell you that much
2: No that's a that's a crame of the crop type
1: movie Hackery, type daggers, film right doc. there. That's the new one.
0: We should see if we can like I don't know how advanced like the the chat bot integrated into Bing is, but we should feed it some of our, our movie concepts <laughs> and tell it to generate a script just to see what Did they come up with.
2: Do we already <laughs> do that with ChatGPT? I
0: think we we tried to get it to write an intro to our show and it didn't know what we were and it was kind of hurtful
1: <laughs> really kind of upsetting um like this trailer um that's that's a wonderful knife um we'll shoot past a couple quick ones here um because I think what was that one two three four yeah that's that's like five right
0: yeah well the so yeah quickly Eileen is trailer about cool
1: origin story <laughs>
0: I guess. I I like um, that as
1: my headcanon cuz it's the the evil prison psychologist. Um
0: but she I mean, okay, it doesn't that's the only, work that, with I the mean, Holly that's the Quinn one metaphor. <laughs>
1: so that's the one piece that's real. Yeah. The one piece um, is real.
0: Yes. Okay. Um okay. Nice nice quiet girl gets seduced and turns evil by uh, hot prison psychologist, yes. uh, Saltburn. Uh,
1: nice boy gets yo- seduced and turned evil by rich. By, British by the
0: trappings, yeah, trappings of wealth. Uh, but, you know, wants to take over in
1: a creepy super mansion. I, I, am kind of intrigued by that. Um, Ferrari, Adam Driver. He gets to actually be a driver in this. Well, I,
0: the, I think it, he drives kind of, at
1: some point in the movie. I, to, I, don't know, I think.
0: I, I, I mean, he tests drive something, I'm sure, um, but... Uh, and
1: he sounds pretty, you know, maybe convincingly Italian until he yells and then he turns into Adam Driver yelling voice.
0: I, I think he does a good job of becoming Enzo as much as his great physical differences from Enzo will allow him to be. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Um, it it looks like he's going to turn in a hell of a performance. Yep. Um, Uh, CG in the trailer looks a little rough and you might be saying, Kurt, why is there CG in the trailer? And, uh, they decided to do some car stunts. Yep. Uh, on the cheap. Yep.
1: (laughs) Why get, why get stock cars? Why get prop cars when you can just do it in CG? Don't worry about it. We'll just do it in the computer, do everything in the computer. Um, anyone, but you teaser, two characters who don't love each other and have to pretend like they do do you think they'll fall in love i don't know
0: that's never happened
1: and then um waitress the musical it's a musical about a waitress uh and songs that are waitressy in nature um i guess the unique thing i guess is that this is looks to be a live performance um
0: I'm sorry, I, I got distracted reading yeah. this butchering of Duck Duck Goose. That AI shout out for us. All right, first off, Duck Duck Die is not the name of the movie. It's Duck Duck Goose. Second critique: <laughs> um, My vision is not a vengeful spirit is accidentally summoned. It's a bunch of duck mask wearing axe murderers kidnap some people and force them to play a deadly game of Duck Duck Goose. And it's they say it's an abandoned school gym. Why all the actors in their 20s? <laughs>
2: in disbelief. The, the is goose a, is the key. <laughs> it's a portal. We must complete the, game. the book says we must complete to complete the game to send it back. Let's do it. We have to. They return to the gym. Emma starts the game again. Duck, duck, duck. (laughs) As she taps Lisa, she shouts, Goose! Lisa runs after Emma, but this time the spirit materializes, a horrifying ghostly figure. It grins malevolently.
0: Exterior, abandoned schoolyard, night. Night.
2: (laughs) The group is now fleeing, chased by the vengeful spirit. Mike, we have to finish the game! <laughs> they keep playing as the spirit hunts them down. They pass around the goose roll. How does one finish a game to, of
0: Duck, Duck,
2: Goose? <laughs> they <desperately laughs> try to complete the circle. I don't know! That's, that's, just, that's the problem. We can't think. We can't think about it. Finally, they complete the game and the spirit vanishes, leaving a sense of dread in the air. We did it! We sent it back! We're never playing that game again, Ba-dum-bum. Sarah. The friends leave the apartment forever haunted by the horrors of Duck Duck Goose. Duck Duck Dies, a spine tingling tale of a childhood game turned deadly, where the friendship is tested and the past haunts the present.
1: <laughs> okay. What the it, it does a half good job.
0: I mean, there's some in there. I would um, I would send it some notes, definitely. <laughs> um and then I would
1: uh do tic tac toe corpses in a row.
0: Yeah, I would feed it that one, see if see if it could do justice to that, or flesh out the concept a little bit, because at least I don't watch a lot of horror movies, but in my head, I think that's a pretty novel concept, right? Two murderers competing in a game, and they have, oh my god, that is going fast.
2: <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> so, the, so I, I reiterated. I said, make it about a group of murderers and duck masks and goose and a goose mask. Uh, mm-hmm. And it said in the new title, Foul Play
0: a- a Upon <laughs> the Deadly Game. That's not bad. I would consider changing the title to that.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Logline, a quiet suburban neighborhood, is plunged into terror when a mysterious group of killers wearing duck and goose masks descends upon it, turning a childhood game into a sinister and deadly ritual, as a group of friends must race against time to unmask the murderers before they this. Become this the next is more
0: victim. in line with my creative vision.
2: Yeah. <laughs> All again, late 20s. In their 20s.
0: All right, that's fine. They can live in the suburbs. Wait, late 20s? We're in our late 20s. (laughs) Targeted. No! (laughs) Come
2: alive. Uh, So they all gather around a fire pit in the backyard. How we play Duck, Duck, Goose for old time's sake. (laughs) The friends agree. Forming a circle, Jessica starts as the duck wearing a duck mask and Ryan as the goose wearing a goose mask. Uh, Jessica, duck, duck, duck. Jessica taps Emily... Uh, And yells, Goose, Emily jumps up, chases Jessica, while Mark watches. Suddenly, the atmosphere grows eerie. Uh, Wait, what the
0: fuck? Panting, someone touched me. Because this is
1: how it it started off in the other one. made some changes to the... Uh,
2: As they play, they notice strange figures lurking in the shadows, wearing duck masks, fear courses through their veins. Guys, do you see that? The masked figures slowly approach the circle. Those masks, this isn't right. The atmosphere grows sinister, the mass figures surround them. Panic, they rush into the house, barricading the door. Who were those people? I read about this in a local legend. They're known as the Foul Hunters. A murderous cult that plays a sinister version of Duck, Duck, Goose.
0: Can we pause for a second? That is like Willy's Wonderland. Those familiar with satanic blood rituals say (laughs) levels of exposition dump. And I'm about (laughs) it.
2: (laughs) Yeah, dude. I'm about that, too. (laughs) We need to find a way to stop them. Exterior, suburban neighborhood at night. The friends devise a plan. They must finish the deadly game to break the curse and unmask the killers. (sighs) Yeah, they return to the circle. Jessica begins the game still wearing the duck mask. Duck, duck, duck! She taps Ryan and yells Goose. The killers emerge from the shadows! <laughs> The deadly game intensifies the friends and the foul hunters play their eerie version of Duck, Duck, Goose. Finally, Jessica taps Emily and shouts Goose. The foul hunters vanish in a swirl (laughs) of darkness. Emily relieved. We did it. It's over. They remove the masks from the fallen hunters, revealing the faces of their disturbed neighbors. They won't hurt anyone else. Foul Play, The Deadly Game, is a chilling story about a suburban nightmare where a childhood game becomes a terrifying ritual, and a group of friends must confront their, a murderous cult to save their neighborhood from unspeakable horrors.
0: It's closer. closer. I think we could punch up that framework. Uh, maybe move away from the having to complete the game trope that seems to be uh, the <laughs> yeah, through line all in all that. these.
1: We got it. We'll figure it out. We'll we'll work it in post. <laughs>
0: We'll fix it in post. Just push a couple buttons on the Fitbit. It's done. It. <laughs>
1: um, those Modern were computers. trailers, including one created for you, the audience. Yeah. For,
0: for one that may or may not come out, um, if, you, <laughs> if there is a good response to this, maybe we will do a YouTube video where we go through and feed AI uh, prompts until we get a... Close, very close version to some of these movies that we've pitched throughout the years on the show. Um, there are several <laughs> that we can feed it. Um, but we will, will be
2: the new Blumhouse.
0: We will first feed ourselves some, uh, some of that good, good, which of course refers to the follow up, uh, as I've called it correct so many times on the show.
1: That's the name we always have for it.
0: I've I've done that I'm sure at least one time in the previous 388 episodes of this show. Um, many of which do not even feature the segment. But uh here we are, domestic weekend 41 covering October 13th through the 15th of 2023. Uh in first place, um not to our surprise. I'm maybe a little surprised at just how much money it brought in. Uh Taylor Swift, The Airs Tour, tops it off with $92.8 million in 3,800 theaters, $24,000 per theater.
2: So, yeah. point of order, that's a lot per theater. That is the a lot per out. theater. <laughs> um, Point of order, the tickets were being sold for around $20 a pop. So this is also more expensive of a movie than your average bear. I see. Um, uh, they wanted to uh, really hone in on the uh, Taylor the Swifties numerology cult fascination, oh, right. like
0: nineteen ninety eight uh, or whatever 19- 1989 19- boys, 19- the,
2: year, the year Taylor Swift was born, I think. <laughs> um, so yeah, um, tickets were nineteen dollars and eighty nine cents. Um, <laughs> I would imagine they made fucking buku dollars off concessions more than anything, uh, because those popcorn buckets and limited time drink things—they
1: looks—they look like they slapped.
0: Indubitably, that's uh, typically where the money is made.
1: Yeah. I feel bad for anyone who went into that movie uh, without the foreknowledge that it was supposed to be—you're supposed to act like it was a concert.
0: Yeah, and they. I feel bad for anyone else who was in a neighboring theater.
1: <laughs> yeah,
2: I did see a couple uh, images of some uh, dancing in circles and jumping up and down, going uh, cray cray. Um, I saw that Taylor Swift went to the premiere. Um, I'm assuming in L.A. and watched it. I saw some non plus
0: boyfriends. Isn't that fucking weird?
1: Like, I get, yeah, like, I get that every... Like, it it's a premiere a of
0: premiere. your movie, but, like, it is literally just you watching your own concert that you've already yeah. performed.
2: The Swifties were, like, gooning over the fact that she was acting like a Swiftie herself.
1: She's so relatable. And, uh, like... Don't you know?
2: Yeah. Yeah. She brought her her probably $20,000 dress <sighs> and her friendship bracelets and was jamming out to her own... Jams. Um,
0: that sounds like if you if you uh, removed some context, that just sounds like a out of control narcissist. <laughs>
2: <laughs> sure, yeah. I mean, uh, you know, it well, probably was in between her. I would say
1: her. Yeah,
0: that's like a step the- away from pleasuring yourself to your own picture. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Although I would we say, don't know that she does. I don't do- think out of dis- out of control describes her. Uh, at all this is very calculated every step of the, these moves
2: well to Mastermind to emphasize that out. do you know you know she um she like bankrolled this herself so she also went around um like a Hollywood studio and did the whole production them- themselves and probably got like some I don't know if she has her own video editors or whatever producers herself but she didn't go through like some Like A24 or whatever. That's why you don't see a distributor on here. It's because she's the distributor. And she made the deal with the movie theaters herself. So there's no middleman in here. So this is probably extremely lucrative for um, movie theaters as well.
0: Yeah, because all they have to do is rent cameras, shoot one of her concerts, get whoever edits her music videos, slap it together with some title cards, and then Bob's your uncle. You're putting out a movie for like no money and it's making such a return yeah
2: I mean it's it's incredibly smart I mean it is this is the play and it will continue to I mean
0: yeah I appreciate her business sense right like she realizes this is this is probably the peak of her popularity yeah. so milk it for all it's leverage worth Bridge
1: <laughs> it all the way exactly
2: I don't know I wonder I wonder if she's gonna have like maybe a resurgence when she's like 50 or 60. Uh- and she'll open up like a a bunch of vodka restaurants, like uh, like Jimmy Buffett did. <laughs> you know, open up a Swiftyville Rest
1: his margarita soul.
2: Yeah, you think like cranberry vodka is like the drink of choice?
1: I don't know what the.
0: I don't I'll, know. What's whatever white women drink?
1: Look up. <laughs> will, Taylor Swift's favorite I'll research. cocktail. I'll research it.
0: I mean, you've got, got Swiftie, you've got yeah. one living upstairs. Why don't you just ask her what she drinks? <laughs>
2: You're gonna accuse. You said it, not me. You just accused Kristen of being a Swiftie.
0: No, I accused her of being she, a white woman. Oh, <laughs> oh, a,
1: oh, oh,
2: oh, <laughs> oh, then um, uh, a rather banal accusation
0: on on the on account of its accurate.
1: <laughs> she is a white woman, so that was a apt accusation. <laughs> so, um, well, Kurt, I uh, you weren't wrong. I wanna at least one of these say, um, uh, vodka cranberry. Uh, but no, I, I guess her favorite drink, her favorite cocktail, is vodka and diet coke.
0: Is that a cocktail, <laughs> or is that it's, just?
1: It's something you mix up. I don't you know. know. I would if, think. I don't know. I think, think for feel someone of
0: her means, she would, you know, order something fancier. Like that sounds, seems very like trashy.
1: Like I don't know what. <laughs> Like what the vibe is on that, like a vodka. Oh, I'm so, I'm so
0: vodka. Yeah, vodka and coke is like, I mean, I yeah, it's a thing people do, but like, it's not. It's not one of those classic, coke cocktails that you think of, like, like you think rum, of Jack and Coke, and coke, or rum and coke, or, and coke. or like,
1: sangria. Like
0: all sorts of stuff, Long Island iced tea, which has vodka in it, but right has other. <laughs> it is stuff. one of a uh, a symphony of other liqueurs.
1: I see. I'd say I have to try it, but I'd have to buy Diet Coke.
0: Well, it's just yeah. I mean it. It will taste like boozy, slightly alcoholic Coke,
1: slightly <laughs> al- alcoholic Diet Coke. That is a
0: well. See, see what what the the trick is. Supposedly, I don't know how good the science is on this. It sounds a little fishy to me, but apparently the artificial sweetener uh, amplifies the effects of the alcohol, so you get drunk quicker if you use a diet mixer. Again, very bullshit sounding, but I don't I don't have any research to invalidate it. <laughs>
2: Well, i I, I always see. thought the um, I always thought the thing was um, if you use anything with like an artificial sweetener, it gets you uh, it gives you more of a hangover, a harsher hangover, um, because the artificial sweetener reacts with the alcohol in like a negative way, giving you more of a severe side effect.
0: Well, that's I, I think I felt that's when the
2: aim. To... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, maybe maybe that well, that is well, maybe well, that not, is, not uh, like the hangover. be more drunk, bit, yeah. But like, yeah. Okay, I drunk. get you. I, I see, I see the uh, the correlation.
0: Anyway, in a uh, just in a second, <laughs> yeah. like eighty million, <laughs> eighty plus million back, uh, dropping right out of that top spot, uh, down fifty eight point six percent, despite opening in twenty one more theaters for some reason, The Exorcist Believer. Um, covered it last week. Didn't seem like it was a very good movie. Uh, but it's managed to bring in $90 million worldwide. Gotta figure it's probably in the black at this point. Uh, less certain about Paw Patrol the Mighty movie, which is not quite the theatrical juggernaut that the previous Paw Patrol movie was. Maybe they've gone to the well one too many times. Uh, but that was in third, down, uh, 39.2%. Despite exiting 300 theaters, uh, brought in a healthy 6.8 million, uh, bringing its worldwide total to 127 million. So uh, it's outgrossing The Exorcist. Yep. Saw X slides down a spot. Pretty much, pretty much everything slid down a spot. Except I don't think we had any big trappers. We'll talk about that. Yeah. Um. And for $5.6 million, pretty good week over week retention, only down 27.5%, despite leaving 200 theaters. Mm-hmm. Uh, $73 million worldwide uh, gross for Saw X. The creator, on a mission to make back its meager production budget, brought in another $4.3 million for the cost, down 30%. Uh, out of 720 theaters already, Getting though. There. So, yep. Big mm. big yikes on that, but it has eclipsed eighty million dollars worldwide growth, so it made back its production budget. Mm-hmm. Um so sure. it's not gonna bleed money for Disney, but I'm sure they're rather disappointed by it. Yeah. Um The Blind falls the spot down 39.1%, $1.95 million dollars. Haunting in Venice find itself in seventh this week, $1.47 million, down 27.7%. So, yeah, it seems this is a very interesting box office, right? Because from all these kind of meager percentage drops week over week, it seems what's happened here is that the Eras Tour has not siphoned any, like, moviegoers, but has instead brought a bunch of Swifties to the movies. Right.
1: Yeah. About a bunch of outsider uh, consumers. Um, meanwhile, looking at—I'm just thinking about—I I was reminded that *Haunting in Venice* was a Walt Disney movie. Uh, <laughs> so with that, the creator hanging out, they are biding their time until the Marvels can can drop in theaters.
0: Oh yeah, that's going to be a big ten pull hit for them, I'm they sure. Are
1: sa- they are holding out for the Marvels. To come and save them at the end of the year. Hear
0: day. a lot of people on the street talking about how excited they are to go see the Marvels. Well, I gotta say, after watching the first two
2: episodes of Loki too, Loki season two, I am uh I am hot. I'm back in on Marvel. Uh, you know, <laughs> back in all, all my chips and on Marvel. I think um, uh, they they're gonna do it. They got Loki Loki's back. He's doing he's doing stuff and there's time. Time is a thing in TVA with you know Sylvie and like Loki's Loki. He's gonna do Loki stuff and uh, Owen Wilson says wow.
1: wow.
2: He doesn't say wow, I don't think.
1: But does he, he get it? Does he get? A he says he likes.
2: Maybe they're, they're uh, teasing us with it. Does yeah. he act like a completely so different
0: close. character for matters of plot convenience, like he did in the first season?
2: Sometimes, no, actually, I don't know unless you count the Key lamp Pie. Seeing where he is, is really hell bent on getting his mm-hmm. key lime pie. But uh, they brought back, um, they brought in. Did they bring Ki uh, Hui Quan? Okay. They they, they want to capitalize on his star power, <laughs> and he's in. He was in two episodes, so okay. let's see if it'll be
1: three gonna, tonight on Loki. Are they going to bring back a different actor as Kang the Ronkerer?
2: They haven't shown Kang yet. But I don't think they're going with a different Kang. For obvious reasons. Unless the end of the season is just like, we killed him.
0: (laughs) It's funny. Like, I read an article that that posited that the reason they... The the only reason, quote-unquote, they went with Kang as the main villain for Phase 4 is due to the positive reception of Jonathan Majors and his appearance on Loki. And I was like, um... I don't know. I don't believe that at all because
2: wait, his positive reception he had like, I don't know, he had had like one episode on Loki.
0: He was clearly positioned as like a major character for the next story progression. I don't buy at all that. Oh, it was only Uh, after people were like, oh, yeah, he's pretty good. Let's use him.
2: Yeah, we just (laughs) happened to make a whole movie about it. And then announce a bunch of shit about it. (laughs) All because one episode of Loki.
0: Um,
2: Yep. The conspiracy theorists be theorizing.
0: uh, The Nun 2 finds itself an eighth. $1.62 million, down 37.7%. Equalizer 3, somehow, still in the top 10. Still in the same spot. Only lost two theaters, but lost 47.2%. Uh, down under a million. Oh, we're back into those days yep. of sub one million dollar top ten movies. Uh, nine hundred fifty thousand for the Equalizer three. Yep. Uh, uh, worldwide gross on that up to one seventy seven.
1: Before we talk about number ten, because we're gonna, it's gonna be our spotlight. Um, shout out to Expendables out after four weeks. <laughs> um, just down in the dumps, and Oppenheimer. Though it is in 14th this week, uh, its per-theater take is a standout amongst its peers. Oh. Because it's yes, only in a few that... theaters, but in those theaters, it's is still in high demand.
0: It, cool. uh, it would be... Uh, let's sort by average.
2: It'd be interesting if they do a re-release in like a few weeks. And... Uh... And do like a different, like a new version or something like that. Re-release 70 millimeter, Oppenheimer IMAX 3D, 4D. Yeah, feel the heat of the nuclear bomb in your face.
0: 15, 16. It'd be 17th if you were to sort by per theater take.
1: Okay.
0: Um, it's it Doing that kind of has some interesting results here because uh, I guess the premiere for Dick's The Musical uh, had a very high mm-hmm. per theater mm-hmm. average.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay. Hold up.
0: And something called Divinity made $5,000 in one theater. Um, A lot of religious movies, it seems. Anyway, shifting focus back to the top 10, rounding out the top 10 and finding itself firmly in our spotlight is dumb money. Uh, It uh, never really hit that wider release, it seems, as it's losing theaters instead of gaining them. And uh, is teetering on the brink. Um, I don't know how much money this movie costs to make, but I'm going to go out on a limb and guess it's more than the $15.9 million it made. Yes. Um, But as we all know, many good movies don't necessarily find financial success at the box office. Is that the case for dumb money? Well, critics have this to say. Uh, it's got a 7.1 out of 10 on IMDb, 84% on Rotten Tomatoes, and with an 85 audience score, and has a meta score of 66, and a, with a user score of 6.6, indicating generally favorable reviews. Um, so is this a work of misunderstood genius? Or is it just a uh, just a pump-and-dump scheme for the actors involved? <laughs>
1: Are we gonna get all up in that mo ass?
0: Let's uh, let's find out thud? as we. I know words as we we hit the streets, as it were, and uh, knock on the rattle the, the cages of the the real reviewers out there, <laughs> get them to step away from their their gruel and tell us what's what with this movie. Um, reviewers such as Red Pup with two peas um dumb money nine out of ten a take on the modern working class revolution
1: we we are absolutely gonna get some Wall Street bets apes up in these reviews oh you
0: you better believe you're gonna get some Wall Street bets apes <laughs> up with this review there were a lot of them unfortunately not a lot of them can write well so it as didn't as take a lot. Of, uh, since the trailer came out, I was incredibly excited to see Dumb Money, and it did not disappoint. Based on the true story of the incredible GameStop hedge fund escapade of 2021, it follows Keith Gill, or Roaring Kitty, and his dedicated fan base. The film has a very meta feel to it, as the events are not exaggerated, semicolon. <laughs> Though sometimes it feels as such, semicolon and has a naturalist flair f- throughout. Viewing a pre-screening for the film, the theater was packed full of people my age, 17, <laughs> up to around 70. It was easily digestible for everyone, and it was truly lovely to have shared a laugh with everyone. Even the less internet savvy were able to appreciate the art of the commentary on the Reddit community.
1: I'm sure he's a true meme lord.
0: The film was wonderfully paced comedy, and none of the scenes seemed too long or too short. An absolutely incredible feat from Gilzeppi. Each actor and character gave a look into the different walks of life and how the GME stock boom affected each. Brilliant performances. Absolutely on my... To buy on DVD list. You're 17. You don't even know what a fucking DVD is. Yeah. Get out of here. Just... 10, on your ten out of uh, ten out of 18 found that helpful.
1: Okay. Nice. Good job, 17 year old. All right.
2: All right. Now the uh, the guy, all the people who got burned by GameStop, <laughs> either not buying in or. Uh, selling too late
1: <laughs>
2: The the ones with the pure diamond the, the hands The Yeah Dumb money is a dumb movie <laughs> By Peter <laughs> Carlson Thanks, Peter. 1 out of 10 So you think this could be a movie To make us understand what really happened You may think it's a movie With interesting characters doing And saying interesting things Maybe you think the movie would give a little bit more than a four-paragraph written article. Well, that is not that movie. Silly, shallow people in a silly and shallow movie. That's what we get here. It's also a bit dangerous, because the movie liked to tell us how easy it is to get rich by picking the right stocks. It's not. Most of the time, it's a sure way for anyone to lose money. To lose.
1: To lose, lose money, their voice. to lose money.
2: To lose money. But of course, the movie makers don't care about that. Zero out of 10. Found that helpful. Or zero to one. Found that helpful. Sorry. Doesn't, Not a lot of people repeat that. Doesn't matter,
1: though. Who knows? Um, from I'm Sieg. Uh, <laughs> I'm Sieg. Uh, six out of 10. Stocks go up, stocks go down. Does this sound interesting? Uh, The good. Uh, A bunch of great actors are starring in this flick about stock manipulation, and those actors do perform well, but that is about all the positive I can find. Uh, The bad. This story fails to become gripping or insightful. It just toddles along. Stocks go up, stocks go down. Want to see an entire movie about that? I managed, (laughs) but I wasn't thrilled, and I got somewhat bored. Uh, More bad, it fails to become funny. Humor is quite personal, and this was never meant to be a laugh-out-loud comedy, but it does have some subtle comical moments uh, that are too few, though, to really make me enjoy it. A nice, well-acted portrait of some dude who managed to make a lot of people lose money on stocks, but definitely lacking spark and punch. Four out of eight found that helpful. Yeah, I don't think he made right. anyone lose like money though. Like, I don't know if game like who lost money. I mean,
0: first off, he didn't make anyone do anything. People bought of their own volition and accord. Yeah, in, uh,
1: sometimes even in spite of him be like, "I'm not a part of this. I'm not a head of a movement. Don't don't make me a call leader." And they're like, "Make you a call leader? Absolutely.
0: You gotcha, fam. <laughs> don't worry about it. It's taken you care got of. Got it. Bet." Um. Drea Poopa Papa, Popa, <laughs> we'll go with that. Drea Popa uh, had this to say about dumb money. 10 out of 10, goosebumps.
1: R.L. Stein,
0: <laughs> Different movie that I'm reviewing here. Very controversial technique. <clears throat> I loved it. Not enough to put an exclamation point on that. I loved it, though. Um, I had goosebumps the entire movie. Having lived this whole experience three years ago, the actors were spot on. The almost two hours went by so quickly that I did not want it to end. Tears streaming down my face emoji. I wish it was more detailed, like the Discord of w- WSB, but I guess for people who weren't aware of this going on, this wouldn't make sense. Some things weren't explained. I like seeing all kinds of perspectives, dash, like the nurse who's still holding on as well as the college students, four exclamation marks, but the real MVP is still Keith, he should be proud, as if it weren't for him, this masterpiece wouldn't have unfolded, sunglasses, smiley face emoji, (laughs) eat the rich, (laughs) two exclamation marks, one out of one found that helpful, Man has an alt and voted on his own review.
1: (laughs) They really rocked it, baby.
2: So of the other two uh, 1 out of 10s, they were both um, tryhards and they wanted to make real reviews. So I'm just going to pick the one that has found it more helpful. A story that could have been made into a more interesting documentary. Movie Manmo said 1 out of 10. Thought this would be an interesting watch, but came out of it thinking it should have been made into a documentary. The explanation for what happened was vague and not very informative. This should have been more educational, but instead it felt like an irrelevant story someone decided to tell. The majority of the characters didn't need to have a role in this film. We didn't learn much about any of them, so their stories didn't matter. The majority of the characters were only in the film to show that they listened to this guy and made money off of his advice. The film didn't need these characters to inform the audience of this detail. This could have easily been stated and had the same impact because none of, them, none of those characters were interesting. This is a fucking AI written one out of ten. I feel like,
1: Jake, like your accent turned so into a robot halfway through. Must have known.
2: I'm spending I'm spending a lot of time on ChatGPT, and like I think I'm I'm starting to get it. <laughs> I, my eyes are being like a yeah. detector for bullshit. Uh, this could have easily been stated and had the same impact because none of those characters were interesting. The supporting characters that played the main character's family members were also very basic and felt like they were only in the film to add some known celebrities to the cast. The music choices in this movie were horrible, with many of them feeling out of place, especially the W.A.P. song by Cardi B and Megan The Stallion. It was annoying and distracting every time it came on, as it had nothing to do with the story or the scenes it was in. There were a few laughs to be had, but this is far from a comedy. In fact, it didn't even feel like a drama. There weren't any compelling moments or outstanding performances. 17 out of 33 found this helpful.
1: Back to you, Peter. <laughs> Back to Peter for the weather. Back to Peter for the for the last one here, and I saved it, saved it because something special. I always, you know, put. I I want this one in a little drawer. Uh, Hey, from Matthew Michael Hoffman, five out of ten. AOC, call me. (laughs) Score five point one out of ten.
0: I didn't really enjoy Dumb Money. Hey, 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 different hey. review score in the title and in the uh, heading. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs>
1: I didn't really enjoy Dumb Money. Loved the cast, but the movie was plain. Unseasoned, if you will. I hate stocks and investing, which I certainly did not make my viewing experience any better. I felt like I learned something, though the story was approached way too much at a, at a high level. It starts to become worse when it compares to something like The Big Short, Some of the characters were also starting to get on my nerves a little. Apart from the cast, Dumb Money's best feature was easily its soundtrack. Banger after banger after banger. I was vibing. Not upset that I saw it, but there were still things that I liked. But I wasn't impressed. Except by one thing. AOC, call me. Anywhere, anytime. I travel up to DC every week for work, and I'm currently there right now. I would definitely go rewatch this film with you if you give it a nine point nine out of ten because you're the only ten I see. That's political risk. You are gorgeous. Zero out of one. Found that. I, I enjoy <laughs> political risk.
0: I enjoy how you knew the content of the review, yet still chose to do your Jewish grandfather voice.
1: <laughs> I was going for. I was trying to go for a for a Joe Pesci. Um that might not be in my in my quiver there.
0: I don't think you quite Dude. nailed it.
2: <laughs> political Riz just opens up a whole new category of like porn.
1: Is is AOC that is, is AOC hitting Baby Gronk with the political Rizzler?
2: <laughs> AOC spotted talking to Mitch McConnell. Could they be dating? <laughs> No, I was I, I wanted you to know that. What? <laughs>
1: Did Sniper Did Wolf dox Vladimir Putin?
2: <laughs> <laughs> Sniper Wolf. We're
0: outside Vladimir <laughs> my... <laughs> Putin's house. The Kremlin. Yes. <laughs>
2: <laughs> the cre... <laughs> hi, I'm live streaming to my 5.6 million followers outside Vladdy Putin's house. He's my bud. Should I go say hi? It's right here. The Kremlin. <laughs> the Kremlin of the Kremlin.
1: Um, all right. Well, we've taken. I'm taking home political Riz. That's going in my <laughs> treasure box. Thank you, Matthew Michael Hoffman, for putting all three of your names in this review, and just just going for it.
0: He's he's <laughs> trying to show where it's meant to be because he too has three he names.
1: He knows AOC reads IMDb user reviews.
0: I mean, if she's a real one, she should. That's true. And if she doesn't, and she's not a real one, she's not worth your time. <laughs> <laughs> All righty, let's shift our focus AMD's now AMD's. to some gaming news. Yes. Um, Intel put out some new CPUs. Um, about the only thing that went up is the number in the product skew, uh, as the 13900KF uh, is barely slower than the new 14900KF. Um, It also draws slightly less power, so the extra performance comes from more power draw. However, this was enough to achieve a new world record overclocking speed, hitting a staggering 9.044 gigahertz um, using liquid helium on a single performance core so it's not it's not an all core overclock um of nine gigahertz that would be actually impressive but this was a uh (laughs) they beat the previous record by a uh a staggering 36 megahertz now if that doesn't sum up the difference in performance between these two generations of chips uh I don't know what. Well, yeah. but I mean, hey, goes to show that it scales pretty evenly across all applications.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Very true. Um,
0: um so okay. yeah, what there you got, there you have it.
2: Uh, who wants Um uh, <laughs> uh, Elden Ring, remember that game?
0: I do. Oh, pretty Ring.
2: good. Elden Ring has launched an official luxury streetwear collab and for the low price of $1,700 you can own your own faux cur. Faux cur. <laughs> ah! Faux fur coat <laughs> lined with the lands between <laughs> and I looked it up. I will post that linky poo oh, okay. in yes, our I chat. See the,
1: I see the article now. Um...
2: um pretty pretty great um there are del- delightful little uh selections like a hoodie it says tarnished uh with tarnished across the front uh, for 245 dollar dues
1: it's a hoodie uh, that has holes in tell it. you heavyweight um, organic
0: cotton fleece hoodie oh my god
1: I love the I love the the little the model guy for this he just looks he looks so unhappy to be there.
0: I will say
2: I I think the boss mist oversized sweater is pretty cool. It's just like the the mist um, that the boss stores have, which is kind of like a golden black, like flowy yeah. ethereal. Concept. Is it three hundred twenty dollars? It is too <laughs> repetitive though. But it's three hundred and twenty dollars.
0: I gotta I gotta make a comment here. So there's also the Tarnished destroyed sweater which yes. is gray, for $235. But I have to make a comment on this this lady's choice of attire. She's wearing this giant baggy sweatshirt, these baggy purple parachute pants, and high heels for reasons.
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, dear. Her feet are just getting eaten so- alive by those pants.
2: So, yeah, the, the oversized thing is, like, really popular, I guess, in Europe and Japan, I think, as well.
0: Well, um, I think it's. Oversized it's, buddies, oversized. It's shirts. popular with the Zoomers because they think they invented baggy clothes, not knowing that we had these things in the 90s called Jinko jeans. And if you showed them to them, yeah. their head might explode.
2: Yeah. Yeah, there's uh, there's some wonderful little pieces in here. A Queen America ridged sleeve shirt for $370. Um, nope. Nope. Not for me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that just
0: looks odd. A a a just a very basic Elden Ring printed T-shirt uh, will will drop you hundred forty five
2: dollars. Yeah,
1: that's your entry uh, If you price. want a deal, PM me and I'll I'll get my iron and my <laughs> and my sticky paper out. I'll make it happen for you. I can even destroy it for you for like half the cost. <laughs>
2: I feel like luxury streetwear should be uh, an oxymoron. It,
0: it is, but like, I've seen the fashion shows where they're just like, like they have the runway. There's just garbage, literal garbage all over the runway. <laughs> they're in like barely any clothes. They're at it, least... It, seriously, um, it, it, real art imitates life, right? And Derek Zoolander was a very accurate representation of uh, oh, male yeah. models.
1: Oh. So...
2: There we go. I knew I'd find the. I knew I'd find the one. So this is also a video game. If unless you had one, burning a hole in your pocket to to go. Uh, I don't know what I'm talking over. Yeah. So, I have kind of part two gaming news too.
1: From Jake. Beautiful. Um, did you did you hear about the King yeah, I was Kong game? Yeah, talk about the King Kong game because because yeah, for, for video game news. Oh, um, well, I've. All right. I, have
0: a, I have a second story that's quite. It's dumpity uh, do, but we'll we'll get there when we get there. Is
2: it better than Rise of Skull Island? Rise of Kong?
0: I don't know. There's a Shiba Inu named Peanut Butter getting ready to uh, perform a speed run of Gyro uh, Gyro Knot at AGDQ. <laughs> Tickle we, we your fancy. We can <laughs> touch let's, upon let's, that after
2: that. That <laughs> does. I, I will cool. admit that I was. I saw the dog and I cried a little bit, but. I also cried at this fucking con game because the graphics look terrible. Um, Everything about it looks terrible. But I get—I feel bad, right? Like uh, getting on this, like rubbing on this game. Um, I think it's made by like a small developer, or if not, like just a kid
1: in his parents' (laughs) basement. Um, it is. Who is it? Fucking let's see develop Rise this of
0: shit. Kong. I do not want to disable my ad blocker. I will just hit F nine. Um it hasn't even been a whole month since payday three was released. Players are actively abandoning laws beleaguered launch. Okay, whatever. Um
1: people are I, I this article is like hating on it worse than Gollum, but I don't believe that. Like this is a bad game. But um
0: yeah, it's is Rise of Cog might be the worst game of 2023. Oh, oh shit. I guess it's out out. Um and IGN has a review. Oh yes. boy. Um it does I'm looking at some screenshots here. Graphics
2: cuz it also is selling for $40. Do
1: the, do uh,
0: look kind of yeah. PS2 Wii era. Um yeah, it's
1: trying to cover it up with style, but it's uh failing.
0: Yeah it
1: Yeah, the
2: um the, the one that I saw that everybody shared was a cutscene in which um the dinosaur or something, whatever Kong's attacking, uh screams and then it it like cuts to just a still image of the dinosaur and like that's what he's looking at is like a still image or something. It's very odd. Yeah.
0: Um awful. Three out of ten is what IGN scored it.
2: Well, I'm glad they played it. Um, Our only hope is that you can beat it in two hours and return it and get your money back. Yep. Um, Because, yeah, $40 is not right for this game. But uh, whatever. I mean, hey, it's uh, in a year of uh, uh, historically not great games coming out. You know, we have stinkers like starfield and baldur's gate three and uh well give me another one um oh those those dumb modern warfare 2 maps are coming back to call of duty that nobody yeah. wants
0: that that um, terrible uh cyberpunk 2077 dlc yes
2: oh that horrible game that came out a long time ago is getting more horrible that stupid
0: stupid rhythm game hi-fi rush <laughs>
2: yeah i mean it's a slow year for gaming so you know if you're if you have some money but on the other rocket, hand wanna... we
0: could legitimately make the case that this has been a bad year for gaming with like golem and redfall and K oh, 3
1: shit i forgot about that
2: yeah i guess if you're gonna throw everything in the fan you might as well include the shit
1: <laughs> throw it at the this fan is a as well. high variance year. Um, Net quality runs yeah. about the same, but the but the uh, yes. high low on that
0: <laughs> very very polar. Yeah. All right, let's let's talk about something a little happier. Peanut butter. Peanut yes. butter is a Shiba inu who um, will be performing the first ever uh, that we know of, at least uh, dog only speed run. Um doing she'll be doing an unassisted run of the 1985 NES platformer Gyromite at the upcoming ADGQ speedrunning event. um he, he currently holds a a verified time of 2529 29 um, of Gyromite in July uh, according to speedrunner.com this is this is a record it's a first place ranking for for Gyromite game in the dog assisted category. Um <laughs> powerful. So uh if you it's it's uh, he's worked out some sort of controller, he directs he kind of directs the dog to to push the uh the little paddles um and he plays the game. Amazing. It's uh,
1: I, I, amazing and I love it. I love him for it. It's
0: it's pretty adorable. Sorry uh, to not the, gonna lie. Sorry
1: to Peanut Butter Gamer, the YouTube content creator. We have a new Peanut Butter Gamer in town. Um,
0: I think he'd gladly would cede his uh throne to to a cute doggo. He's a dog man. Gonna do a collab. Himself. Oh, absolutely. That would be great. Um But yeah, so if you ever wanted to see like a real life Airbud situation. There's no rule that says a dog can't speedrun a game at AGGQ. True. Uh, True. Can't wait. For, Get ready.
1: I can't wait for the biopic to come out in 2032.
0: I'm I'm fairly yeah. certain it's going to break viewership records. Um, if it if the word gets least, out enough.
1: Least controversial. Um, AGDQ participant.
0: We all need <laughs> something to to root for. <laughs> These days <laughs> Um And uh Why wouldn't you want to go back to Simpler times like 1987 and go to A nice place like Malibu, Hawaii
1: Yeah Ma- they're
0: not Malibu, M- Maui, Hawaii That's the one <laughs> It's Malibu Bay Studios I think there's a Malibu Bay in Hawaii But it's not Malibu hmm. That's in California Um Anyway, so another another week, another uh, recommendation brought to our way by the Bad Movie Bible YouTube channel. Um, last week we watched Groom Lake, which was a very interesting experience. Um, but we kind of bemoaned the fact that it very rarely crossed over into the territory of being awesomely bad. Uh, our feature this week Hard Ticket to Hawaii Does not suffer From the same issue No uh, This is This is a movie That will appeal to you On one level or another <laughs> uh, If you like boobies Boy howdy This movie got a lot of boobies in it <laughs>
1: them, Don't watch it at work <laughs> Don't
2: watch this at work Or in front of your mom or your wife there, there are
0: either. a lot of, Well I watched it with my girlfriend <laughs>
2: Don't watch it in front of your wife. She's going to say, don't look at those boobies.
0: Um, what are you doing? Yeah, no, go don't go look on. at those boobies. It, it, it features a lot of boobies, and it features a lot of scenes that only exist for the female characters to change outfits so we can see more boobies. Yes.
1: Oh, long scenes of changing. They, the writer got a little carried away on this softcore porn. and uh, well, so, yeah, so, so Too much uh, movie around it.
0: Andy Sedaris and uh, Malibu Bay films are it's, it's a God of free hoe esque situation. Um, except instead of buying the rights to a movie cheaply and shooting a few scenes and making it an original work, they shot the whole thing originally, but with a, a small, the same small cadre of actors uh, made up largely of Playboy playmates and penthouse pets. Yes,
1: with exactly the same haircut.
0: Yes, <laughs> you I wanted le- to know legitimately what legitimately
1: was... got them confused at one point.
0: What was not in Vogue style wise, the era. Uh, just one look at this movie, and and you'll know you big it. hair. <laughs> big. <Yeah>. Um, and. <laughs> Apparently, uh, you wear you, you peak fashion is your your button down shirt mm-hmm. over your your almost bra uh, and your itty bitty sh- booty shorts, and, and your, you're lounging around the house heels. I was gonna say, and your <laughs> bikini
1: bottom that goes halfway up your back. Um,
0: yeah, you
1: keep you gotta keep that lower spine covered
0: up. Too, so, too hard ticket to Hawaii is I think the first and. Um, Best of the Babes, Bullets, and... Uh, the tr- I forget what the third B is, but... It's the yeah. Triple B series. Babes, Bullets, and... Uh, we'll go with Buffoonery, because there's yeah. plenty of that. Um, and, uh, again, Andy Sedaris is who directed these. He's famous for being the director of ABC's World Wide World of Sports... For 25 years, that for which he won an Emmy. Ca-
1: <laughs> that explains the sports caster segments.
0: Yes, uh, that are in there for totally valid reasons. Um, so, <laughs> this movie, like I said, does not struggle to reach awesomely bad territory. Not only do you have the abundance of boobies, but you have uh, contaminated snakes. Yep. You have. Uh, Sunglass-wearing villains. You have uh, murder frisbees. Yep, superfluous nunchucks. Uh, superfluous nunchucks. People getting threatened with nunchucks. You have a random muscle mommy who is yep. in the movie to do a do a kata and then never be seen yeah. again.
2: Yes, <laughs> I thought it, thought I was fucking tripping. bolts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it. I thought it moved to the next movie or something like that. <laughs>
0: Um. Yeah. Just throw um, that in there. You
2: have a uh, you have sidearm bazooka. You have you, know? you
0: have the great tactical bazooka, which fires rockets that are potent enough to shoot a helicopter out of the sky, but uh, petite enough. enough to only blow the head off of a contaminated snake, or small or shoot trigger, or exactly. shoot a a body through a wall, uh, while causing no collateral damage to the other body right next to them. You see, yeah. You see, that
2: was actually that was actually a pistol with four attachments on it, <laughs> like you know, like you put a noob tube on it. This is a pistol with four missile attachments, and he just put a one had a tiny missile in there,
0: <laughs> little wrist rocket. You
2: know? Yeah, a yeah, little wrist
1: rocket, bad boy.
2: You know, for only for contaminated snakes.
1: Yeah, snake rockets.
2: You never know when you're gonna run into a snake, especially a contaminated one that lunges from uh, the toilet. It, oh my god! It, it, no, it, pooping again. Fucking.
0: <laughs> You're underselling it, Jake. Urups. Steam <laughs> rises from the ground and bursts forth destroying a serpent the destroying the toilet. it, it ejects itself had... with such force <laughs> that it blows apart the toilet. <laughs> they had extra
2: budget, right? Like that that's what it was. It was they had extra budget to to blow. So they said, let's make the toilet scenes.
0: So ah. this movie uh is caught in between trying to be two different movies. Yes. Um there is a James Bond esque uh spy with not not really spy like
1: name drops. They love that Agency
0: There's there's an agency and there's there's a villain camp doing villainous things. I don't even know what their crime was.
1: It's your typical eighties villain setup where you have like three tiers of villain uh you have the henchman <laughs> tier you have the main rival tier and then you have the rich guy tier who shows up at the end to get his comeuppance
0: um well he shows up in the middle too he gets shot in the face by one of the playmates no, no, who has no, i'm
1: talking about rich english guy in the penthouse oh right
0: that dude right. yes that scene that so was totally can, so
1: you can have them taking it to the the power taking it to the man uh yeah. This is the ver- this is the equivalent of Black Dynamite fighting Nixon in the White House. Um,
0: um except far less engaging. Yes. But equal amount of numchucks, surprisingly. <laughs> yes.
1: <laughs> I think I think they all want this is one of the this is on the reading list for the writers of Black Dynamite.
0: I have no doubt about that. Um <laughs> there's There's some shared DNA for sure. But uh, the other movie that this movie tries to be in uh, varying states of heartedness is a horror thriller about a contaminated snake that is loose on Hawaiian Island.
1: And if it really seems like we're pushing that, even though it doesn't seem related at all, that's because that's what the movie does. It does do that. A lot. It,
0: it sets it up and it kind of forgets about it While it does the other movie And then it's like oh we haven't heard from the snake in a while uh, Let's have it murder The two passengers that were on the plane With it earlier Because those were the only other two actors We hired to be on yeah. <laughs> This shoot um,
2: I, You know but I, I give props to the movie Not leaving any loose threads at the I, end You know it really ties up everything By just like killing them And having the snake just know, (laughs) just fast travel the island. Oh my God! Where
0: is it? And it's in the bushes with them. Let's get out of here. (laughs) They're just
2: what a dangerous snake. It could attack at any time. So the
0: uh, the the ladies um, do. They're not okay. They're bad. All right, let's 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 get that out of the way. They are bad actors. However. In the beginning of the movie, when they are not asked to do much, they are serviceable. Although, but the minute they open up, the minute they write some more pages for them, stark decline downhill. I do have a love. I'm a civilian
1: <laughs> now. There are my little tips
0: when we're doing the t- And yeah, so she's in witness protection, but also part of this agency.
1: Yeah, before we do any of that, I, I so, want to make special shout out to. I stop paying. I always stop paying attention after the first ten minutes to the cinematography, but this one got me. It's the scene where they show her running up from the beach, and they hold on that shit for like a minute, <laughs> and then they cut away for two seconds to get the other girl, and then they cut back.
2: <laughs> so before you're too hard on the acting chops, um, I have maybe a um, explanation at least for Donna Spear, who played Donna in this. Amazing, but. Uh, with really two, I Donna also Spear.
0: have an explanation... I have an explanation her- as well. Let's see if they're the same.
2: <laughs> her real... Uh, it might it might actually... This one might actually be real. So Donna with one N, the real human Donna, Donna Spear, admitted in her autobiography that she was intoxicated for much of the shoot and subsequently embarrassed by her performance. Despite this, she was well-liked by Andy Sedaris, probably because they fucked, <laughs> and his wife, producer... Arlene Sedaris, probably because they (laughs) fucked, who offered her the opportunity to reprise her role in the sequel, Picasso Trigger, in 1988. Spare partially attributes this to her decision to get clean, remaining sober (sighs) for the duration of the shoot, and going on to appear in five more Sedaris films. Spare also credits the Sedaris' support with her remaining sober and... They had a driver on standby at all times to take her to the NAA meeting if she felt she might relapse. How nice! That, they probably fucked the driver I mean, too. that um, is,
0: that is nice of them. They they helped yeah. her get clean and all that. Um, my theory was that it's because she's not an actress, but in fact, oh. a uh, nudie model. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I.
1: She, I mean, did she act on anything before this movie? Nudie
2: model.
0: But a drunk nudie model is about the tier of performance that I I saw. Yeah,
2: <laughs> you know, and and you, you you hardly notice. I hardly notices.
0: <laughs> I between me covering up my phone, honestly, at the workplace. honestly, you're not wrong, Jake. You hardly notice because either everyone on the set was drunk, or everyone was equally bad, and it doesn't stand out as being. <laughs>
2: What stood out to me was the script for the jokes or the witty dialogue for both more the guys but the girls too. There were some quotable
1: moments know, for this boy. I feel bad that I couldn't like ingrain them in my skull.
2: I should have wrote them down and I'm really hoping that uh, IMDB comes through because I'm I'm going to read off some. My first wife, this is Jade talking to Rowdy. So the guys, there are two guys who like to play karate with each other. um, And who are the, you know, the. I don't even know. They're the adults in the room. Yeah, because they call them for backup. (laughs) They're other agents um, for the, you know, system that they're working for. Um, So Jade says to Rowdy. In a conversation, you know, my first wife used to mow the lawn stark naked. Oh, yeah. Rowdy says, What'd your neighbor say? They said I married for, for the money. <laughs> and then they laugh. <laughs> yeah, uh. Did you?
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was, I. The-
0: have mm-hmm. the dialogue uh Just... also rowdy <laughs> alvin nice. as colleen jogs away hey colleen you've got a great ass you've got a
1: great <laughs> ass
0: colleen stops and looks back so do you pilgrim <laughs> the character's <laughs> <And> then... <laughs> name is rowdy <laughs> abilene <laughs> that's
1: right before he throws the death frisbee uh, it
0: is right before he throws the death frisbee <laughs> yeah
2: <laughs> Terror, we need to figure out what just happened let's head along and hit the jacuzzi I do my best thinking there <laughs> right I'll get the dolly you know to carry one of the oh, best yeah.
0: insults I think I've ever heard uh, if brains were bird shit you'd have a clean cage <laughs> yes.
1: if brains oh, were bird, that's you good have a clean cage.
2: that, that suck out to me <laughs> Jade talking to Rowdy again hang on Rowdy We've got some nutcase in front of us while they're yeah. driving along. Man, he must be smoking some heavy, heavy
1: doobies. doobies. Yeah, the Joel Haver fucking 80s boy is hand-standing on the skateboard. As the guys,
2: yeah, hand-skating. Like, and then he, come then on, he comes it.
1: back with, with the blow-up doll as cover yeah. for his fucking AK.
0: Oh, they do some absolutely gorgeous things with blow up dolls and, and other dummies in this movie. Yeah. And I I, I very much appreciate it's,
1: it. It's it's the props that really sell this shit. First, I should say, uh, well, not first because we're already way into this. But they put they did they put in the effort and made an actual title sequence with like creativity. Props to whoever decided that you wanted to spend money on that.
0: Yeah, like I think I think Mr. Sedaris has these are his toys. Like he has himself a helicopter, he has himself a small plane. Yep. He has himself a jeep and he has himself a nice sports car because they appear well, the yacht. they appear in all of these movies. <laughs> appear- yeah. yeah.
2: Well, I know the yacht was um was somebody's uh it was in the trivia that um Well, it probably Glenn A Larson, Mister Whoever the the yacht of the villain, Mister Chang, belonged to Glenn A Larson in, in real life. I'm, I'm assuming that must not have liked
1: him that much because I think, they didn't get any interior shots of it. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, like the little, I, it's the props that really set this apart. It's the little tiny RC copter carrying boxes of diamonds. It's the sushi guy coming up with a ham sandwich with an encoded note in it. I thought it was gonna be more <laughs> drugs but
0: yeah no it was just it's not it's just a note and then they burn the note and don't eat the sandwich like what was the purpose of the sandwich yeah <laughs> um but i think this quote on imdb like they they really they use the brackets to set the scene and i think this if you if you haven't captured the flavor of the movie yet i feel like this this will do it for you jade uh looking at exploded sex doll a bazooka rowdy, rowdy. It's the only gun I can hit a moving target with. <laughs> yep.
1: <laughs> so, so
0: this this movie uh, taught me a very important cinematic lesson, and I I came to this. Re- I was watching the movie right, and I'm 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 transfixed by this this very versatile bazooka that he wields, and I was like, you know what? There aren't a lot of movies that feature a bazooka. And as I continued to watch the movie, I realized that's because a lot of movie problems are very easily solved with a bazooka.
1: Yes. We call that the Resident (laughs) Evil problem.
0: Yeah.
1: (laughs) If you get the bazooka, it's all over. Um,
2: Oh, damn. Um, The the quote I'm looking for isn't in here, but I think I remember it. It was when they were walking into the restaurant, so Mm Edie's restaurant, um, and... uh, and the one guy goes up to one of the hot chicks. There's
1: um, she she might have been oh, Was um, it the was it the old dude
2: talking with her manager? The
1: old New York, yeah, dude. yeah, yeah. He, oh, I'll have a, I'll have a he, pair he of goes coffee. Out. He's like, has he just fucking?
2: What does he say? He's like, don't hey hey, don't be eating her out later because you're yeah, gonna you be go, kissing if, the back of my you,
1: head yeah. go, if you do. Try if you go, go out, down, you down kiss on her, the back or you'll of be my head because I'll be there first. <laughs>
2: I was like, where were these lines in Kaylee was
0: like, what does that even mean? And I'm like, well, you see.
1: <laughs> here's how lines, here's if how cues you... work.
2: <laughs> yeah, you, know, a, you can only fit one head down there usually, so it's, unless you, you move
0: them around,
2: <laughs> so move you, you, you got to find the right angle. You know,
0: <laughs> some small-headed dude, perhaps, could squeeze an additional head down there. <laughs>
2: Yeah, maybe if they go chin to chin, I don't know. Um, know. Yeah, and maybe. then
1: he, then he like, I fucks every woman in that wet in that restaurant. He fucking oh. he he yeah, looney tunes the... eyes pop out of his skull at the woman's tits. He's like, he does I'll the have cartoon. Eric Coffee.
0: He, oh. He's very he's very much a <laughs> cartoon wolf in it.
1: And he was the he's the producer the, uh, the the cross for John Johnson or Bob Jobby Bonson. Um, who is the sportscaster who is in an unrelated side plot that does not need to be in this movie.
0: To call it a side plot, I think, <laughs> is overstating is uh, what what we have on offer here.
2: Who is that? J.J. Yes, Jackson? Jackson? Is that what this character's um, name is?
0: So <laughs> that is a great scene, though. It comes out of fucking nowhere. So there's the sports guy, and he's interviewing some football players, and they're drunk. And he chops the N word when they're live on air, but apparently they weren't live on air, or something the got garbled. Fucked
1: it up, yeah.
0: So his career's not over, and they're going to go interview some golfers now, and that's the scene. Uh, that's the last time we see either of them. Uh, it was
1: literally yeah. just I don't for that, know how that one interview
2: joke. Went. It, was, it was the joke was so wild too, is because the JJ Jackson goes off on. Oh my god, that play you made against that one time—it was like last. He yeah, goes real deep
0: in there. the X's and O's, you know.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's calling out all the positions, describing the play that he made, um, and then he's like, "What went through your mind when doing that pass play?" And then he like drops the N word. These he's fellas like, aren't. He's like, hey, yo, "All you, shit. all you, all you fellas, <laughs> go out back and go go for for a uh, catch," and all you whites whites come up and yeah. protect me <laughs> and it was just so out of, left out of
0: pocket fucking feel. Yeah. i mean i, f- out of I pocket. feel like i, don't I mean me. obviously they weren't doing it because it hadn't happened yet but i feel like they were trying to cop the swagger of booker t's famous slip up <laughs> hulk hogan we coming for you yeah fill in the blank but uh didn't quite fellas. nail it
1: um <laughs> We're coming for you, fella. <laughs> uh, yeah. This um, oh, there's there's so many little things. I I I do appreciate that the uh, the disguise for the the secret agent actually got me. Maybe that's an indictment on my ability. Mm-hmm. Maybe I just don't. Well, maybe I just, no, it's I just oh, don't the cross it's gender in... at this stage where I'm. Well, no, I'm no, Peter, man.
0: it's it was it was very clearly a different actor. Okay. <laughs> oh was it
2: okay i was gonna say that was really really it was very clearly a different
0: actor once he took the wig off makes
2: sense makes a lot of sense i understand now um yeah because the voice even changed at a certain point it felt like and then and i was like who is
1: this oh yeah no they couldn't afford anyone who was that good yeah so uh we're gonna gloss over a couple things uh quickly um, most of it is the sheer amount of horniness in this film, which, again, we've talked about constantly, but still does not capture uh, how much there is. Like, there is a blatant sex scene where everyone, they're, like, fucking through the walls, and everyone else can hear them, and is, like, razzing them for it. Um, and that that's the big sex scene, where they play the music over it or whatnot. Uh, we're going to gloss <laughs> over the opening theme, where they say it's not paradise all the time, as the plane fr- flies right in front of paradise,
0: that opening theme's a bop, though. Um, I don't know if they found that song or they wrote oh, it for the they movie. They but... that.
1: That was their entire <laughs> soundtrack budget. We're gonna get. We're gonna get the one song. Um, the dainty, the the glider assault with the dainty grenades. That's that's very nice. Um, when they're fight, yeah. There's the um, when they're fighting the the mid level bad guys. Uh, I I could tell immediately that the snake was going to kill him as soon as I'm like, we haven't heard from the snake in a while. Oh, okay, that's what's going to happen.
0: Can we talk about the the one mid-level bad guy who, like, dies four times at the end of the movie? Yeah.
1: Oh, can we talk about fish lips? The one henchman who does not move, his, he has, like, Botox, and he doesn't move his lips at all. He talks like this through the whole movie and
0: like, now peter you shouldn't make fun oh is that
2: the guy who got Probably. shot no um, not
1: the, not seth not the not the guy with the bandage on his cheek uh
0: which he's is- the guy who dies like four times at the end of the movie because yes. like no. every time they try to inject some tension the the girl like takes him down super easily and he's just on the ground yeah. for like ten minutes yeah. <laughs> before so he, takes, he decides to yeah. get back up. He takes a got Shot the, to the
1: face, a harpoon, a harpoon to the shoulder, a knife to the stomach, yeah. and then a snake <laughs> to the, bo- the everything.
0: The snake gets him in the end. That was the one. But like for a while there, he's like a uh, essential flagged NPC in a Bethesda game where they don't ever die; they just drop to their knee yeah. for a bit, catch their breath,
1: get right back up.
2: Yeah, they just get knocked unconscious until they're needed so, for the next cutscene. Um,
1: they do that thing that 80 movies do, 80s movies do, where even though you defeated what really is the driving antagonist, uh, you decided to make the driving antagonist not the head honcho of the drug ring. So you have to <laughs> shoehorn in the scene right at the end where you take it to uh, the top brass um, and get rid of him. And that's a love that scene. As soon as I saw the building, I'm like, oh, he's going out the top floor of that window. (laughs) He's going through that plate glass window on that definitely building that has plate glass windows. It isn't a brutalist tomb of concrete.
0: It's it's totally not a fucking doll. Totally not the same blow up doll he shot with the bazooka earlier.
1: Sir, Um, (laughs) I love how the, the big bad guy had no plan.
0: No one in this movie had much of a plan. He
1: slowly drew his katana and the cops were like, we have guns? And he's like, oh, but what you brought if a I knife to a gun throw fight? it? And they're like, we still have guns. <laughs> and they shoot him with their guns.
0: I I appreciate th- this movie. It's very pragmatic in a way. And I appreciate that about it. It's, uh, you know, it doesn't try to Feed you some fanciful bullshit about how how this guy's a threat with his katana. They just pull out guns and shoot him and throw him out of the window. Like it's it's beautiful in it's, simplicity.
1: It's so Reagan era.
0: But also, yes, this 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 uh, movie is like uh, the video game Nark come to life. Yeah. <laughs>
1: I, I was waiting for the winter. Right down heroes. to the bazookas. Although, <laughs> shout out to the two Hawaiian cops at the beginning who are real G's, who are like, "Yeah, no, there's an illegal weed operation, but like, we we give them a little warning. They slip me a brick, and we we walk away for the rest of the year. We come back flipping
0: bricks for Monsamusa. Musa." <laughs> Like, um,
1: this man is supplying the islands with that good green, and I respect him all the more for it, and he dies. Like like any true martyr, he dies for his good actions.
0: It's a shame. No good deed goes unpunished. Um, if you like Hard ticket to Hawaii and would like to see more, you might also enjoy Savage Beach, Picasso Trigger, Malibu Express, Hard Hunt, Day of the Warrior, The Dallas Connection, and enemy gold, all films in the triple B series, all, from my understanding, basically the exact same fucking movie. <laughs>
2: yeah, yeah, I'm watching Picasso Trigger right now. It's on YouTube.
1: Mm. I'm looking at Hard Hunted, which subtitles? is like it's like mod, it's almost modern. It's looking like you know mid two thousands level of cinematography.
0: 1992.
1: Oh, and um, they have they have a Tommy gun this time. And a different gyrocopter.
0: <laughs>
1: so good on Andy Sedaris. He he want he makes the film he wants forever,
0: for all. Time. Well, I I am happy that uh, this movie exists and I got to watch it because uh, it was it was quite entertaining. The it did not drag. The hour and a half did not drag. <laughs> um, there are some slow scenes, but. There's just enough crazy bullshit to, during the slow scenes, you're still trying to figure out what you just fucking saw. (laughs) So, you don't really notice how slow the scene is. By the time you've recovered, you're on to the next crazy thing.
1: Just keep going, yeah. It'll keep you pleasantly, uh, uh, momentumed. Momented. (laughs) Demented.
0: You shall be sated. Yeah, demented. Uh, we all are. (laughs) Uh, that's what happens when you watch *Hard Ticket to Hawaii* um, from Malibu Bay Films. Uh, that's going to wrap it up for this episode of the Saturn Says* podcast. Uh, join us next week for more bullshit. Uh, until then,
1: we'll do it until we get a real movie.
0: <laughs> until then, be well, stay safe, and well, isn't *Killers of the Flower Moon* out?
2: Uh,
1: yeah, we could we could watch that.
2: Yeah, do you want to be the the other two people? The, the other. Crowd that goes, the make it make it, it four people who yeah. watch it.
1: I really just want them the to put an intermission go in this because it's going to be like three plus hours long again.
2: Apparently, it's a like a 20, I think it's a 200 million dollar movie, and it's expected to get 20 million on opening Yikes. weekend. So,
0: well, it's a prestige flick, yeah. Um. Yes. I mean, it seems like it's going to be good. Yeah, it's three hours and 26 minutes. Maybe not in theaters. It's a long time to sit in a theater. Yeah. We'll we'll figure it out. Um, Until then, stay safe and party like it's 1995.
1: Peace. Bye-bye.